it's Chili. Hey guys, it's sure nice to be with you again. This is a podcast for God's sakes. I'm going to tell you a little story here. I was watching the five o'clock news yesterday featuring a scene of a Honda minivan driving into the surf at a Florida beach. I watched as bystanders pull children from the van dancing in the waves. The caption, mother tries to kill her children, shouted from the screen. My mother, huh? Mother tries to kill her children, I repeated under my breath. I repeated the quote again, and then it hit me. My mother did try to kill me by her predictions. I sat in silence as my admission became clear. Yep, and this is the story. I had begged for a two-wheel bicycle from the time I was five. I had mastered the English tricycle I was given and yearned to be a knight of the Order of Schwinn. My mother was a very practical and responsible person and did not want to spend money on graduating sizes of bicycles for me to ride. The arrival date of my two-wheeler was to be November 21, 1954, my eighth birthday. That day arrived, and I searched everywhere for the 26-inch tall beauty. No shiny new bicycle was found in or around our house. I asked Mom if she had forgotten her pledge, and she said, Drew, we were afraid you would be killed on that bicycle. (laughs) And she continued, There's something for you, however, in my mom's dining room. I knew something big was near. And I ran out of our back door and into the front door of my grandmother's house. I went through the kitchen and into the dining room. The room was dark, but I caught a gleam of something shiny in the corner. Well, there it was. New maroon and white Schwinn two-wheeled cruiser. My dreams had come true. My dad rolled the bike out of the house and down the front porch steps and onto the St. Augustine grass. The crossbar that went across the seat to the handlebar post was even with my belly button. I needed a box to mount my steed, so a shoeshine box was brought for my use. I had been practicing riding a small bicycle of neighbor Gail Weber's, and I, you know, I had gotten the hang of balancing a girl's bike. I stepped on the box, and, and I put my leg over the seat. I was ready to ride. Dad pushed, I pedaled, and I was in motion, headed for Hill Street. I moved along the route for a foot or two, and then I noticed a sharp pain between my legs. I fell from the bike onto the cool grass, and I felt to see if I had been castrated. No blood or loose skin was detected, but I had certainly disrupted my boyhood on that crossbar while I was reaching for the pedals. Are you okay, my dad asked. I said, Dad, it's my crotch. Well, the pain was not bad enough to end my riding, but it did certainly change my technique. 
I had several meetings with the ground over the next few days. I did not spot check myself for body color change in one location particularly, and I learned to ride. Pain causes change, and I changed to save my own life, or at least what I considered to be a more comfortable life. I remember wanting to ride onto the adjoining neighborhood paved streets, but Mom said I would fall and hit my head on the curb and instantly die. I stayed on the oyster shells paved streets of the Bealstein Baytown Heights, a subdivision my grandfather built after World War II, and that's where we lived. The oyster shell proved to be less forgiving than the cement pavement I suspected. When I did fall, I could save my own life by being on the grass. I was a great fan of our local Robert E. Lee High School football team. Being from Goose Creek, the mascot was a fierce fighting gander. Maroon and white were the school colors, and the star football player was number 11. Nikki Listy. I named my new bicycle Nikki Listy because I knew well that Nikki would protect me from any and all encounters with death that I might have while I rode his namesake. Mother was not correct in her morbid prediction of blood and brains on the curb, and I'll thank Nikki for that. As a note before she died, Mother wrote a thumbnail history of my dad's family. I did not read the note until several years following her death. At one point, she made that my great-grandfather was the inventor and invented the mechanism that became the modern bicycle. After his death, my great-grandmother, who lived in Chicago, sold the patent to the Schwinn family for 50 bucks. All's well that ends well. Nikki Listy Schwinn protected me from the predicted death, and I will be eternally grateful. Peace, chill out, and watch those intersections.